welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Valentine's Day, Monday, February 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Doug Reed. You can follow me at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's Reed and then the number's 34 on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow a couple Sports Ethos Twitter handles um, that I highly recommend. One is Ethos Wagering. And you'll get our free play of the day there. You'll get updates throughout the day, line movements, comments, thoughts we have. And also, if you're a fantasy basketball player, I highly recommend you follow us at Ethos Fantasy BK for basketball on Twitter. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed out there. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Follow us now. And if you were... Following the NBA trade deadline last weekend, um, that Twitter account was buzzing for a couple days, especially on Thursday on the trade deadline. We had the up to the minute news analysis, some great information. I highly recommend you follow um, that Twitter handle. Again, it's Ethos Fantasy BK. So uh, I'll start off with a quick weekend recap, and then we'll hit the boards. Not a big night uh, on the boards tonight, but some fee- a few interesting games. The big game of the weekend, obviously, was in the NFL yesterday, the Super Bowl. The LA Rams pulled out a 23-20 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, The Bengals closed plus four and a half, so they covered that. The total was 40, uh, pardon me, the total was somewhere around 48 and a half, 48. Uh, Total landed on 46, so if you're on the under, you're on that. Interesting game, came right down to the end. I wouldn't say it was a classic by any means, but it's always good when the Super Bowl has an exciting finish. With Connor Cup grabbing his second TD in the last minute, or I guess less, less than a minute, but a little over a minute left. Uh, he also won the MVP, which is impressive to cap off his incredible year this season. Uh, also good to see Odell Beckham get a championship ring. He scored an early touchdown and unfortunately missed the second half, which is terrible to see. So good to see him pull it out. And unfortunately, Joe Burrow and company just couldn't quite... Uh, get down the field end of the game to tie it and send it to overtime. But it was an exciting finish. Good game. Good wrap to uh, what I thought was a great NFL season this year. Um, So hats off to the Rams and really hats off to the Bengals. Nobody expected them to be anywhere near that. So young team with some fantastic young players. And um, with Burrow, Jamar Chase, those guys I think are going to be around for a few years. So should be be interesting offseason. No doubt lots of movements. Um, but good cap to a great NFL season last night. Uh, on to the hardwood. In the NCAA, we saw the top 25 playing over the weekend and quickly going to run through what we saw. Not a lot of huge upsets, but a lot of teams didn't cover. On Saturday, we had number one Auburn travel to Texas A&M. They were 12 and a half point favorites, covered that easy 75 to 58. Gonzaga rolled again uh, at St. Mary's. Number two Gonzaga was at number 22 St. Mary's. 74-58, but they didn't cover. St. Mary's came in plus 16 and a half and they covered by half a point. So not to beat a drum on this again and again, but shop for your lines. Find your best lines. Even if you're taking a team like the Zags who win and win big, make sure you get the right line that you want. Number four, Arizona uh, was 14 and a half Point favorites when they traveled to Washington. They won that one easy, 92-68. Florida traveled to number five, Kentucky. Uh, the Wildcats found themselves nine and a half point favorites. They covered with a 78-57 win. Uh, an interesting one of the big upsets, well, one of the big upsets, I thought, 
was Memphis traveled to number six, Houston. Memphis pulled out a 69-59 victory and covered. And the takeaway from this is Houston seems to be stumbling a little. I still think they are um, easily a second weekend team in March Madness when it comes up in a month or so. But Memphis seems to have turned things around. Uh, Penny Hardaway was getting a lot of grief in the press and a little combative with the press with his young players not being able to gel yet. And the last week or so, 10 days, they seem to have stepped up. So while everybody said that they were definitely in the tournament at the start of the year, they could wreak some havoc. And then I think everybody recently had them outside the bracket. Uh, I think they're playing them, themselves back in. And it'll, it'd be interesting to see how they do in the next few weeks and they're running in the conference tournament. Because that's a big win over Houston. Houston's been playing really well. So to beat the Cougars at home by 10 points is an impressive win. Uh, number seven, Duke traveled to Boston College where they won 71-61. They were 13.5 point favorites, so did not cover. Hats off to the Eagles for covering that. Oklahoma traveled to number eight, Kansas. Oklahoma came in, pardon me, Kansas came in as a 10.5 point favorite. They only won by two, so they didn't cover that. TCU traveled to Texas, number nine, Texas Tech. The Red Raiders won 82-69, so they covered that 10.5 point spread. Number 20, Texas traveled to number 10, Baylor. And I think a lot of people thought this was going to be a very tight game. Baylor's been struggling lately. Uh, struggling. It's funny they're number 10 and struggling, but for the longest time they were top two or three or perceived to be top two or three in the country. They came in as five and a half point favorites and winning by 17. I think they showed that uh, not only are they back and a legitimate contender probably again, but Texas, who is getting a lot of hype, uh, is a good team for sure but maybe not quite uh, one of the elite teams yet. They were still ranked number 20. I don't imagine they'll fall much from that ranking. Uh, in the Big East, we saw DePaul travel to number 11, Providence. And Providence was 9.5-point favorites. They won 76-73, but didn't cover. Providence is a team I've liked a lot. I've been hard-pressed hard to play them very much. I like them to win a lot of games, but with the spreads they've been receiving, um, the numbers they've been laying, like 9.5 here, I couldn't play that game on Saturday. So good, good win for the Friars, but they didn't cover. Uh, what I thought was the game of the day, and it really did live up to its hype. And again, shop your lines. Um, well, I guess no, not, not necessarily here. I'm, pardon me, this was an upset. But I thought it was the game of the day. Number 12, UCLA traveled to number 21, USC. Uh, the Bruins came in as three and a half point favorites, uh, but did not win, did not cover. USC won 67-74. Uh, so I think you're going to see USC rise up the, the rankings a little. And I think you're going to see the Bruins fall. They came and they started the season as a number two, number three team in the country. It was kind of them, uh, Baylor and Gonzaga. And Gonzaga's held. They're still number two. Baylor's fallen a little at number 10. But probably will stay around there after that their win over Texas. Uh, but I see UCLA dropping. You know, I see them dropping to 15, 16, 17 in the polls. And... Johnny Juzang is playing well, but they're just not the team, I don't think. They had that Cinderella run last year where they got into the play-in game, and then they uh, won a number of games in the tournament. Don't see that holding up this year, though. Uh, in the Big Ten, we saw Rutgers travel to Wisconsin. Rutgers, a team that can apparently only win at home at the rack, traveled to number 14, Wisconsin, and pulled out a 73-65 victory. Wisconsin was 8.5-point favorite, and they lost to Rutgers. That's a bad loss come tournament time for Wisconsin. Uh, back to the Big East, Seton Hall traveled to Villanova, the Wildcats number 15 in the country. They came in as nine and a half point favorites. They only won by six. They won 73-67. Uh, Indiana traveled to Michigan State, number 17, Sparty. Found themselves four and a half point favorites. They won easy, 76-61. Uh, 
And the Buckeyes traveled to Michigan, struggling Wolverines. Buckeye, Ohio State came in at number 16. They were underdogs in this game by two and a half points. And they won 68-57, so easily covered that two and a half spread. Michigan is, I think, in trouble. They are def- To me, they're definitely on the bubble, which at the start of the year, nobody would have seen that coming. Uh, we also saw on Saturday Marquette, number 18 Marquette, traveled to Butler. Marquette was a three and a half point favorite. They lost 85-79. They've, they had a tough week uh, last week, losing a couple games. So lost and did not cover. Uh, in the SEC, we saw Vanderbilt travel to Tennessee. Tennessee came in as an 11.5-point favorite. They won but did not cover. Uh, they won 73-64 in that game. Tennessee comes in number 19. And then the final ranked team of the day on Saturday was the number 23, Murray State. They came in 2.5-point favorites at Moorhead State in 157-53. On Sunday, a uh, small slate because of the Super Bowl, but we did see three ranked teams play. We saw number... Three Purdue host Maryland. They were 60 and a half point favorites and they won by one, 62 61. So the Terps looked good uh, covering, although they lost. Uh, we saw number 13 Illinois as 10 and a half point favorites uh, host Northwestern and they won but didn't cover as well. They won 73 66 over the Wildcats. And then back to the Big East, uh, we saw number 24 UConn come in as a four and a half point favorites to St. John's. Uh, and they won by three. They won 63-60. So not a lot of big upsets. USC did beat UCLA, and unranked Memphis beat Houston, which are probably the two biggest upsets on the on the board. But a lot of underdogs covered, especially in the Big Ten. Uh, and I think you're going to see that going forward in the next few weeks. So that was a wrap of the NCAA. Um, not a lot of games yesterday obviously NHL and NBA had very light schedules because of the Super Bowl so we're just going to get into the boards today there are nine games in the association we start with uh the Pistons traveling to Washington Washington finds himself four point favorites totals 218 and a half my model has Washington right at four although I don't think that's factoring in Beal being out um I would actually, if I, I'm not on this game, but if I had to lean, I would lean Detroit. Cade Cunningham's there playing well. Uh, Grant's back. And Washington just seems a little disarray. They're really going to be relying on Kyle Kuzma, Kuzma tonight. And if he can do it, then uh, maybe they win and cover. I could see Washington winning, but uh, I would see four point line laying four points is a few too many for me. Uh, the next game is Oklahoma City travels to New York to play the Knicks. The Knicks find themselves 10-point favorites, total 207.5. Uh, I like the Knicks in this game, but not laying 10. Uh, if I decide with anything, I'd take OKC as poorly as they've been playing. If they were, if the Knicks were laying 6 or 7 points, maybe I'd look at the Knicks, but at 10 points, that's just too many. And I don't really like trusting OKC in the road, so I'm off this game. But my total is 207. Total of 207.5, I'm at 208.5, so I'm not on the number there either. Uh, the third game I am on. And Sacramento travels to Brooklyn. Sacramento is a two-point favorite, total 228. Um, Brooklyn is in complete disarray right now. KD is obviously out. This is a home game, so Kyrie Irving isn't playing. Ben Simmons, even though he sat out all year, for some reason isn't ready to play yet. Uh, and until he gets in the lineup and maybe a road game when Kyrie's in the lineup, I don't I don't think he can touch the, the, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, they are just team uh like i said in disarray i mean they if they can get all the, those three guys back by the end of the year it should be a very interesting team to watch but right now sacramento 
I think is uh, is the better team. They got Sabonis playing. He's there now. He's playing. He's played very well with De'Aaron Fox last game. And the Nets will basically be starting. Uh, I believe the starting lineup will be Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Bruce Brown, Kessler Edwards, and LaMarcus Aldridge. And I don't really think that's an NBA lineup that can compete. No one's going to be able to stop Sabonis. De'Aaron Fox will be able to distribute the ball. And uh, with Sabonis kind of playing that point forward position, I think he's in for a good game. And I I see Sacramento covering. Never thought I would have taken Sacramento as a road favorite at Brooklyn. Uh, But I'm on tonight. I am on Sacramento laying two points. The next game of the night, uh, Portland travels to Milwaukee. This this game opened Milwaukee about 14 and a half. I think for obvious reasons, because Portland doesn't have a whole lot left. Bledsoe hasn't reported. Ingles is injured. Lillard's gone. Lillard's out. Um, They still have Nurkic, but they've traded the, the rest away more or less. But this number started at minus 14 and a half for Milwaukee. I think it's down to about minus 11, 11 and a half, because Giannis is doubtful. Um, either way, I can't touch this game. At 14 and a half, I wasn't going to touch it. And in a closer number, I'm still not going to touch it. I think Milwaukee wins. Milwaukee wins easily. Milwaukee could win with by 20, 25 points. Um, they could also just coast and not cover this line. So not going to touch that one. The next game, which I'm definitely looking at, not on yet, but maybe, San Antonio travels to Chicago. Uh, the Bulls are three and a half point favorites, total 234 and a half. Bulls are still out, Lonzo um, and Caruso. Levine is actually out for this game. If Levine were in, I think the total would be a little higher, but I would definitely be on the Bulls. My model has them about two and a half point favorite. Um, they've been playing well, and San Antonio has been up and down. I'm not going to be back in the Spurs, I don't think, anytime soon. So I would. this is definitely a lean to Chicago at minus three and a half. Total's 234 and a half. My, I have the total kind of mid-220, so I'd also lean the under there, but not going to be touching that one. The next game of the night, which I'm still considering but haven't pulled the trigger on yet, is the Raptors travel to New Orleans to play the Pelicans. Raptors are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total's 221. Uh, the Raptors are healthy for all accounts. The, the Pels are healthy. Uh, still waiting for their big man, Zion Williamson, to make a season debut. I'm actually not even sure that's going to happen this year. Um, Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. But anyways... I like the Raptors in this spot. I like them a lot in this spot, actually. Just not sure if I want to lay three and a half on the road. They've been playing really well. Siakam has been playing great. Freddie Van Vliet's been playing great. Um, I'm definitely leaning to the Raptors. Going to watch this close to game time. Uh, may pull the trigger on the Raps. The next game of the night, Houston travels to Utah. The Jazz are 15-point favorites. Total 233. 
I've got the Gobert's out still, or questionable actually, and, there, and some people believe he's actually going to try and come back in one of the two games before this weekend's All-Star break so that he can play a game and then he can play in the All-Star break. But regardless, even if he comes back, I don't know how healthy he's going to be, and I don't really know how much they're going to need him in this game, so why push him? Maybe he plays 10 or 15 minutes, but why push him anymore? Um, the thing with Utah is they've been terrible covering double-digit spreads. Now, to me, this game's a, uh, a slam dunk, no pun intended, uh, for the Jazz. And obviously, a minus 15-point line indicates they are. Um, but I have a tough time laying 15 points with anybody, and especially with a Jazz team that has really struggled to cover double-digit points. So I see them winning. You know, maybe they win by 9, 10, 11, but don't want to lay the 215. 233 uh, is a pretty big number. They can put up points. Uh, they put up a lot of points. And Houston can score, so I'm not going to be on that either. Uh, the next game of the night, which I am looking at and probably going to be on, is Orlando travels to Denver. Orlando is plus 11.5, total 224.5. Um, I like Denver to win. I like Denver to win fairly easily. Both teams are fairly healthy, but uh, I just can't lay 11.5 points with the Nuggets. I think they can win. Uh, I think they can get up and kind of coast to an easy 7-8 point victory. But I'm probably on Orlando plus 11.5. Now, the final game of the night, which at the start of the year would have been a great game to watch, but right now, not so much, is the Warriors of Golden State traveling to L.A. to play the Clippers. Uh, The Warriors find themselves six-point favorites, total 218.5. The Clips, who traded for Norm Powell, have him out. They obviously have their two big players um, out for most of probably the rest of the season. So, I think Golden State wins this one. I think they probably cover... The six points, but I'm kind of right around that six points. So this is probably this is a fade for me. Clay's been playing well. He's looking to get his form back, and he's getting there pretty quickly. Uh, Steph's obviously playing well. Draymond is out. Iguodala is out. Um, but I think Golden State wins this, and I think they win it fairly easily. I may look at this later in the night, but um, if it gets anything above six, six and a half, I definitely wouldn't be touching it. So nine games. I'm only on one for sure. Sacramento minus two, and I'm looking at Orlando plus 11 and a half. Now, when we transition to college basketball, there are 34 games. Pretty light docket for a Monday. Uh, The first game of the night is St. Louis at St. Bonaventure. These two teams played uh, on Saturday with St. Louis pulling out. I think it was a 68-61 win uh, at St. Louis. I think the the score gets flipped tonight. Uh, So I'm on two things here. I'm on the Bonnies laying two. I've been fading the Bonnies this year, but they seem to have tightened things up a little bit recently. They're not the defensive team they were last year. Um, and I've said this a number of times in the show. They basically only play five guys. You know, they, they go to a six-man a little bit, and they very rarely times, very rare do they go to a seventh man. And they get no scoring off their bench. So the total is 136. I'm actually on the over uh, on this. And the three systems that I use are also all on the over. So uh, Ken Palm, Bart Torvik, and Jeff Sagarin Systems all have this game closer to anywhere between, I think, 138 and 142. So I'm on the over, and I'm on the Bonnies laying two points at home. I think they turn the, 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 the score sheet around. I think they put up a good effort and split the season series with uh, St. Louis. Uh, as we travel down, there's a game that's not, a lot getting, not getting a lot of attention. Niagara is at Marist. And Marist is at home, a two-point favorite, total 130 and a half. I'm actually on Marist in this game, laying the two points. 
And there's a couple quick reasons. Uh, offensive rebounding. Niagara is the 340th offensive rebounding team in the country. So not a lot of second chance, po- chance points, but Maris is 126th defensive rebounding team country. So well above average, not elite, but well above average going against a uh, defensive rebounding team in Maris going against a terrible offensive team. So I think in a close game uh, where every point's going to matter, you're going to get a lot of, uh, you're not going to get a lot of second chance, po- chance points for Niagara. Also, their two-point shooting, they hit about 48.6% of their shots inside the arc, which is number 220 in the country. So not terrible, but definitely below average. And Marist actually does a good job defending. They're the 81st best defensive team against two-point shots in the country. So they're going to challenge Niagara uh, inside the arc and defend well against a two-ball, but also any shots that are missed. Good chance that Marist is getting more rebounds than Niagara. So I think in in a... Conference game, short home favorite, just laying two points. They've got the the, bat, uh, the battle on their the defensive boards that they should win, uh, and they're going to be a little stronger on defense against Niagara. I like them covering this very short line. Uh, as we go down, one of the interesting games tonight, which I think will be a very good game, but it'll be a classic ACC game between these two, uh, the Battle of Virginia. Virginia travels to Virginia Tech. Uh, Vautech finds themselves four and a half point favorites, total 118 and a half. I'm not on this game at all. I haven't been able to fin- figure out the Cavaliers uh, for the life of me. I take them, they lose. I bet against them, they win. Four and a half points seems a lot to lay against Virginia. They have played a little better recently, um, but they're not the, the Cavaliers of old. So I... Can't really, can't really get a feel for this game. At four and a half, that's a few too many points to, to, to lay for Virginia Tech. Uh, but taking Virginia on the road is not something I want to do. Next game of the night is West Virginia travels to Kansas State. Kansas State is three and a half point favorite. Total 135. Um, if anything, I would probably be on the K-State side. I'm not on this game either. West Virginia has not played that well, especially on the road. Um, so I would definitely lean to Kansas State, but not going to play this one. Uh, the next game is IUPUI at Illinois-Chicago. And <laughs> Illinois-Chicago finds themselves an 18-point favorite. And Illinois-Chicago is not favored over a lot of teams, but by 18 points is 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 too much for me. But I, that just shows you how bad IUPUI is. I think they held open tryouts recently. They are so short of players. So if I had to lean... I would maybe lean Illinois Chicago, but at 18 points, I can't I can't lay that kind of points uh, with them. Just an interesting game, and I feel I feel bad for IUPUI to be honest with it. They've had a terrible year. Um, I think they've scored 60 points in a game just once this season, uh, and they're so desperate for players that they're holding open tryouts mid season. So, interesting game, not one that I'm going to be on, but definitely an interesting game. Uh, Dayton travels to Rhode Island 9, 9 p.m. Eastern. This should be an interesting game. Dayton's a two point favorite. Uh, at Rhode Island, total 125 and a half. If I had to take a side here, I would probably take the Flyers. I don't necessarily like in the Atlantic, in the Atlantic 10 or any of the big conferences uh, taking road teams this time of the year, laying points. But I think Dayton is the better team and Rhode Island struggled. This total is also, total is also 125 and a half. I'd actually look at the under. I think most of the systems have this game going slightly under. Um, probably be a good defensive, low-scoring game. So I'd take the Flyers and the under there. Um Interesting big Big East game at 9 p.m. We have Georgetown traveling to Creighton. Creighton finds himself 10.5 point favorites. 142 is the total. Uh, I would look to the over in this for the total. And Creighton has been a tough team. They are very tough at home. Uh, you never really want to bet against Creighton at home. I think the one time they lost this year at home, I did bet on them. 
and it did not uh, work out well for me. Um, I think laying 10 and a half points is too many, though. Georgetown's had it struggled, but I would take the Hoyas if I had to take a side. Uh, Oklahoma State travels to Kansas at 9 p.m. Kansas is a 10 and a half point favorite over the Cowboys. I would actually take uh, Oklahoma State here. I don't think they're going to win. Um, but Kansas uh, Kansas has had a few games at home uh, where they've struggled this year and not look like the Kansas teams of old. So I think they win. I think they win easy. I just think Oklahoma State has the ability to put up some points. Total is 143.5. So, so a decent number as far as expected points. And I think the Cowboys have the ability to keep it within that number. So I would lean Oklahoma State. And then the last game of the night uh, is in Oregon where Washington State travels to, and Oregon is minus five, total 135. If anything, I would be on the Ducks here. The Ducks uh, lost last week, had a couple bad losses in the last couple weeks, just when they seem to be turning the corner and and riding their ship. I think they're going to have to have a good run in the Pac-12 tournament to um, establish themselves in March Madness and get a decent seed, um, because right now they've had some bad losses on their, their resume. But at five points, uh, I could see them winning. I think they're a better team. Uh, Dana Altman is a fantastic coach. And I'm not on this game now, but I may be on it later. But at minus five, I'm going to watch. If I can get it down to four and a half, I think I'd be on Oregon for sure. Um, so they find themselves five-point favorites, total 135 and a half. So that wraps up the NCAA. On the ice, there's four games. Uh, the Red Wing, Detroit Red Wings traveled to Minnesota. Minnesota's minus 240. You can get the Red Wings plus 200. It's a little pricey, um, but I would side with the Wild at minus 240. Uh, you have Chicago Blackhawks traveling to Winnipeg. You can catch the Blackhawks at plus 145 or the Jets at minus 165. I'd actually lean towards the Jets. Uh, I'm surprised this line is this low. Blackhawks are uh, just not that good a team, and especially on the road. Uh, as they go on a Western Canada road trip. Uh, I would take the Jets if I had to uh, lean basically at a one, minus 165. The Leafs, Toronto Leafs travel to Seattle to face the Kraken. They find themselves minus 260. You can get the Kraken at plus 215. Um, this is this is a strong lean on the Leafs. They've had some goaltending problems lately. Jack Campbell uh, seems to be faltering kind of midseason, which is problematic because the Leafs uh, will only go as far as their defense and goaltending can take them to the playoffs because they have elite-level offense, but it's the back end that hurts. So he's going to have to wake up, and they're going to have to tighten that up. But I think traveling into Seattle, I think their offense is just too powerful for the crack and the slowdown. So I would lean the Leafs, although laying 260 is a big number. Then you get the Oilers traveling to San Jose. The Oilers are minus 160 favorites. You get the home Sharks at plus 40. I would actually take the Sharks in this game. And plus 40 is a nice nice money line. Now, they've, they've struggled uh, to win lately, but they've played a lot of the elite teams. I think they've played Tampa twice and lost. I think they played Florida and lost. Um, and I think they've played maybe Colorado, someone else, uh, one of the other elite teams and lost. So their win-loss record looks a little weak lately. Um, but the Oilers have struggled since the turn of the calendar year. And they've got a couple wins in the last couple of weeks, which had people thinking they're back. They, they finally woke up. But they're not playing anywhere near they were like they were at the start of the year. So at minus 160, there's no way I'd be on the oil. And I'd actually lean towards the Sharks. I might lay a fun little parlay just to get some action in the NHL, taking the Wild at minus 240 and the Leafs at minus 260. I think that would pay out of like minus 103. So I'll have an almost even money. Um, so I'd lean, if I had to put anything on the line here tonight, I would do a parlay with the Wild 
at home over the Red Wings and the Leafs on the road over the Kraken. Um, so before I go, a couple of our partners I want to talk to you about. One is Thrive Fantasy. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or go to thrivefantasy.com. Use the code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100 plus either two or four free game tickets. Pick player props on the biggest games every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And if you want information on props, especially in basketball, check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or Sports Ethos DFS podcast. Uh, Daily advice uh, on DFS and you get some great info on props. So definitely worth checking out. Again, the code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. And if you haven't already checked out our partners at manscaped.com, I highly recommend you go there. Use the code hoopball20, so 20, hoopball20. Get 20% off your order and free shipping. Also check out our partners at mybookie.ag if you haven't already signed up. Uh, use the, hoop, the code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there. If you're looking to add a new sports book, I highly recommend checking out mybookie.ag. So, not a heavy night um, on the hard court or on the ice, but a few interesting games out there. Hope there's something for you. And hope everybody's had a great day and enjoyable Valentine's Day with your Valentine. And I will catch you tomorrow. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details